there's a bit of a debate on should they specialize in the thing and do all the club and indoor and travel league, or should they diversify their athletic experience? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, listen, it's trending more towards specialization. Yeah. It seems like every year. It's wild. I, I mean, my, my niece does travel into Minneapolis and I'm like, it was a big deal for us to go from Northwest O to South O for a sure, game. Right. I um, sucked also. It was also <laughs> the problem with that. She's great. here at the Union Omaha office at Warner Park with general manager Peter Marlette. It's an honor to have you. I think I have to say I've met some cool people in this. You might have the coolest job in Omaha. It's definitely a fun job. Yeah, I have to occasionally remind myself how cool it is because as you can imagine, we're a professional soccer team, but we've only existed for four years. This is season four that we're in right now. It's it's almost a startup culture in a lot of ways. And listen, what that means is that everybody on staff here has to be working multiple jobs here within the organization, taking on multiple roles, going and doing clinics on Sundays and after Saturday games, stuff like that. So no, it's, it's an amazing job. It is a lot of fun and it's fun to see the impact that it can have on the community. Um, and sometimes I just need to step away and look at the big picture and remind myself how cool it is and what a great impact we're doing because, you know, 12-hour days, seven days a week can sometimes feel a little rough. This ain't Ted Lasso, I'm sure. Yeah, Maybe exactly. it's Wrexham a little, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of a startup culture. Even being here in the offices, it was a familiar vibe to me um, because you do see people wearing a lot of hats. And it's cool. You have trophies out front in the lobby. I mean, that's not something you see everywhere. But so you basically, this opens up and you have to come into what your job entails, at least from my layman's understanding, you had a little bit or a lot of everything in the background. So this kind of came together at the right, perfect time. And yeah. it sounds like you like it here and in, in the right place. And I, I, I love it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's, um, it is exactly the job that when I stopped playing, I, hoped to work towards yeah i've come into an organization again pure luck because the first one that offered me this job was going to be where i ended up i came into an organization with an ownership group that is really dedicated to the success of the team obviously financially because it's their business but also on the field Um, and that's everyone wants to be successful on the field not everyone is willing to invest the same way in that on-field success. I also got here, the team had played one season, and it was a COVID-shortened season when I arrived. So I basically got to take over this role from ground zero, build it. They were already running well, but, but shape it in the way that I thought would be better, more effective. How much of it was you have a vision, of course, or even a style whatever you want to call it, how much adjustment to that original vision has there been? Obviously, we all know there'd be some, but was it a big adjustment? Yeah, there's been plenty of adjustment, honestly. So when I came in, Jay Mims was the head coach, and he, for those who don't know, started the program at UNO, coached at Creighton. He's an Omaha soccer legend. And he was the first person hired by the club and he was 
he should have been. He was exactly, if I were the ownership group looking for a first hire when founding a club, the J-Mims of my city, right. it makes a lot of sense. Yep. He's the person to go to. And he had coached them in year one in that COVID-shortened year to the final. It's a championship game. Uh, and then it got canceled due to COVID. Year two, when I came in, he and I worked together, but it was his vision on the field. The way that like, I... I'm not going to take too much credit. I helped him fulfill his vision on the field. Yeah. But the team played how he saw the game, and it was successful. Again, we won the league that yep. next year. Uh, and then year two for me, year three for the club was last season. And we took a bit of a step backwards in terms of results in the league. We ended up finishing fifth, which still makes the playoffs, which is absolutely successful. Yeah. But below the standard that that we had set that said we did that all while making a historic u.s open cup run where we beat chicago fire for you that had to be especially (sighs) i was amazing satisfying yeah Yeah. we we beat mls chicago fire at soldier field we beat minnesota united again of mls at at alliance stadium at their home field in minneapolis and then we went to sporting kansas city for the quarterfinal which is no team from our level had made a quarterfinal in over a decade. And we played in front of 22,000 fans in yeah. that game. Uh, and a huge, huge traveling contingent from Omaha was at that game. We got beat. Yeah. But that what was a success. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And it's super fun to go to a game too if if you've never gone you've got to check it out what's it like watching a game with you are you jerry jones that you don't talk you need your space are you you have to socialize and uh, what's what's your game experience it depends on the night um but i will always take a few laps of the stadium and talk to people make sure things are going all right um Always, and I've got my set times that I go and do that every game. I'll, if we have any partners, big partners in the stadium doing something unique that night or a big corporate outing or a family birthday or whatever, I'll make sure to go stop in wherever they are. Uh, but I probably 60 of the 90 minutes, I've got my spots, and I'm not going to say them because I don't want anyone <laughs> finding them. Right. I've got my spots where nobody's around me, yeah. and I can just focus on the game because that it's. I I love watching the game. I have so much invested in it, um, and I might not be very fun to be yeah. around, even if we're – listen, we've been winning a lot lately, especially yeah. at home. We're six games in a row at home with wins. Um, but even when we're winning, it's high stress for me, yeah. so – uh, yeah, I, um, I do my laps. Absolutely love engaging with the fans. We have an amazing supporter group. We have an amazing base of, uh, of partners who are highly invested yeah. and I love spending time with them when I do, but I probably spend half to two thirds of the game in as much isolation yeah. as I can get as well. And what's the post game experience for you? Do you avoid the locker room and the coaches? Do you meet immediately in the locker room with the coaches? So that take us into your experience when the game is finished, win or loss. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I leave the coaches and the players alone after the game. The locker room is, is their space. No, actually to, to be fully transparent my post-game work involves taking down our field boards with the rest of the grounds crew wow because we play at warner park we play at a baseball stadium yeah we've got to flip this to a 
baseball field typically the following day after a match. So no, we, one of the first things I said when we started talking was everybody who works for this club has to wear multiple hats and has to do a bunch of different things. I'll be down there tearing up field boards, pushing the goals back, moving the benches, doing whatever the grounds crew need. I become the most junior member of the grounds crew basically after the game. And then do you rewatch the game that night, perhaps? I or do. Or do you kind of try um, and leave it It's alone? typically not that night, yeah. uh, but the next day. Um, you but do I, your own scouting routine? Yeah, I, I do. And that's just because at home games, I've got so many other things to, yeah, to focus right. on. So I get to pay much more attention to our away games because yeah. I will just sit in front of the TV and watch ESPN Plus like everybody else. And my wife... Uh, knows to to give me the space there um you must have some man cave i would you know charts board beautiful mind board uh, (laughs) i I wouldn't call it that at all but i've got i've got a tv that i can focus on how satisfying is that when you have a punch or maybe it hasn't been proven out yet and then they you watch them succeed it's got to be incredible we are putting our jobs our reputations on the line when we back these players who maybe do not have the pedigree that would make them say okay yeah sure thing so it's a risk so when that pays off uh, it's so much fun and that has happened this year uh, in a lot of ways with a lot of different players so we're a little more than two-thirds of the way through our season. We're currently sitting in second place in the league. About nine games left nine as games we record remain. this today. Yep, exactly. 32-game um, season before playoffs. Um, so we are now sitting in second place. We're in a really good, strong position, and we think we're going to challenge to win this league this year. But early in our season, we had seven games without a win which is the longest streak we've ever had by far. Um, And, you know, one of the longer streaks Uh, in this league. Felt like 21. Felt like an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But our our coaching staff was great. Our our head coach, frankly, we took a shot on our head coach. It's his first, Dominic Casciato, our head coach, it's his first professional head coaching job. This is his first professional head coaching season. Took a shot on him, took a shot on some players, um, but had done our homework and had every reason to believe that he was going to be successful, that our coaching staff was going to be successful, and that these players were going to be successful. And honestly, during that seven-game stretch, we were doing just about everything right. We were just losing focus at the wrong time. We, yeah. we weren't finishing the chance that needs to go in, and we were losing our man on a corner kick and somebody was scoring an easy goal on us. So we were playing well, and it, it was very frustrating. But at the same time, I think those that were in here, were in this front office, were in the locker room, knew we're doing things right. It yeah. will turn. It has to turn. Statistically, it has to turn. And in uh, times like that, do you have a mentor or someone that, that you just call and go, can you believe this stuff? Or is it there the self-confidence of you've taken the shot and what happens happens? Or is it a mix of all sorts of emotions? Yeah, I would guess. Um, so, so for me, I, I was very confident in the hiring of Dom and the hiring of his technical staff. And in the signing of these players that we brought in. 
but at the same time when the results aren't going your way for that long yeah some questions might creep in and they did so my dad was a an all-american college soccer player as well and my mom was actually by far the best athlete in our family she was a three-sport college athlete and she was a field hockey coach and a athletic director and his teacher and is now the head of a school in buffalo she spent her whole life playing and coaching and i being able to call them and talk through it is something that i'm very lucky to have yeah and then let's talk branding a bit. It was fun to talk to you before we were recording. I love the Union Omaha brand, and I, that had to appeal to you, too, just as you said, kind of looking around. Um, but tell us, where do you want to take the brand? What's your vision for the next five years outside of the field? Where can it go? Oh, I think in a market like Omaha, we are barely scratching the surface right now of the potential of professional soccer. We do have a, a really cool brand. We've got cool colors. Our crest, which we're looking at yes, here, is blooming. Exactly, is uh, it's cool. It, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, distinct. Yeah, yeah, it's distinct. It stands out. Building off of that, getting that name recognition, getting that logo brand recognition, was a big part of year one for me and for this organization. I think we've done that now. I think most people know who we are, yeah. recognize the colors, recognize the eyes or the owl or the ball or whatever mark it is that we have out there. But we still are a startup sports team playing in a AAA baseball stadium that yeah. we convert to a soccer stadium in Papillion. And for those who don't know, generally speaking, the soccer demographic tends to be more of a urban dwelling, not suburban yeah. demographic. And we've had those obstacles, but I think we have built a team that Omaha should be able to get behind. It is a team that works really hard. It is a team that plays tough and, uh, and exciting soccer. And these guys are also part of the scouting process is getting personal references on these people it's yeah. who they are as people and will they represent the values that we need them to represent in the community. We were at Omaha South High on Sunday with four of our players. One of them out there, Luis Hill, has played for the full U.S. national team, has played throughout Europe, has played in MLS, and he was out there with 40 kids from South O at a free clinic that we were putting on playing games with them. We're getting ourselves out in the community and showing those values that we have. And despite the obstacles, I think Omaha is starting to see it and yeah, starting to I embrace agree. it. Yeah, well said. What an honor to be taken into the heart of Union Omaha's headquarters in a playoff stretch run here. So appreciate your time so much. And thank you for sharing that. And head out to the park and check this out. Final nine games. How many home games are left then? Yeah, so we, we have four home, four games, home games remaining. So get on out and we'll be keeping an eye on it. And we hope you build a dynasty and are around a long time. But best, you know, and whatever the, if you can get to Manchester United, <laughs> I mean, have to consider that. But again, we hope you fill the trophy case. Listen, okay. I, I think what you're doing is unbelievable. I Thank think you. it's something that the city was lacking. So I'm really excited. Agreed. Um, yeah, good. I'm really excited with what you're doing. Thank and you very much. No, I'd just echo, we have four home games remaining this year. We are in second place right now. We have a team that can win the league this year, but there is no doubt that we need to make Werner Park a fortress. We need fans out there 
being loud, being engaged, having a good time, because it's going to make it hard for people to come here and get wins off of us. And we're going to need to, if we want to win this league, we're going to need to win those four. We've got a ticket package coming out. If you buy all four, you get one free. So four, four games for the price of one. Um, UnionOmaha.com, you'll see all of that. We'll throw a link to that on our newsletter. And Peter Marlette, awesome conversation. Yeah, Thank I really you very much. It. Appreciate it. Thank you.